Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Build a space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the internet's bullshit. And I'm Matt Saintsing, uh, and yes, I am back. And not only is this the first episode I've done in a few weeks, maybe a month or so, uh, but it's actually the first time that we're recording a podcast with each other in the same room. I feel like I could reach out and touch you or slap you in case you piss me off this time, right? <laughs> oh, I am a good six feet away, so you're going to have to... We're socially distanced. You're going to have yeah. to use your Gumby arm to get to me. I'll just use my selfie stick. You got it with all this <laughs> all this copious equipment we have around here. We're in my Airbnb uh, in Philadelphia, near the museum district, close to downtown, and the address I gotta say is seven. Maybe this is a bit of a security uh, no, problem. No, it's not because you're gonna be out of here before this. All right, all right, cool. So if you want to rob a f- nice Airbnb, come to seventeen seventy six Benjamin Franklin Parkway. Just very much on the nose, you know, <laughs> just like very like founding father, you well, know. When you t- when you build a building that covers the entire seventeen hundred block, you can choose yeah. <laughs> where in that spectrum between seventeen hundred and eighteen hundred you fall. Right in the sweet spot, yeah. And the sweet spot is seventeen seventy six. Of course, yeah. Who could forget? Uh, what's how's how's that rhyme go? Seventeen seventy six. George Washington showed his big colonial dick. Oh, you know George Washington. First of all, George Washington is the hottest founding father. I'm gonna go ahead and say you that on so? record. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, I think th- I think it's kind of sexy that he gave up power willingly. <laughs> like people, by and large, don't do that when they get to his level, right? It was early on in the Republic, so yeah, you know. But even then, two hundred something years of precedence doesn't necessarily guarantee that somebody's going to willingly give up power. Yeah, and this is actually something you talked about with the when you, the last episode I listened to with uh, Shake and Shaner. You talked about that statue in Washington to see of George Washington dressed like in a toga, and yeah. like it's really interesting. It is like depicting him as Jesus. It, it has a sword pointing towards his rib, right? So yeah. it is like very much a. I think the guy who who made it. People didn't know what the fuck to do with it. And so in Washington, D.C., what they do is extra art. They just stick it in the archives, right? Just sti- <laughs> stick it, in, stick it in, the, in the National Gallery of Art. No one will see it. But, you stick yeah. it in your National Gallery of Art. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> We're actually right down the road from the Philadelphia Museum of Art. So, yeah. yeah. Matt and I are actually both on vacation this yeah. week. Yeah, yep. And... Sacrificing a day of vacation so the listener can listen to us. So, yeah, yeah. And it is most of a day because uh, this, <laughs> yeah. this is the first time that we've uh, we've set any of this equipment up for an in-person recording session. So there was definitely a little bit of a learning curve and a freakout moment earlier today. Yeah. The audio interface didn't look like it was going to come online. Now it just looks like we're shooting a porn in this fucking place. Like, <laughs> we'll post a photo on Instagram. You'll see. You'll yeah. see at the casting couch. We are you know. we are one ring light short of a porn set. <laughs> <laughs> I got a ring light at home, but uh, you know that's a whole that's a whole another discussion. Yeah, um, I gotta say that um, the 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 co-host that you selected the to fill in, I really appreciated all of them. A tip of the cap to Cap. Um, I learned Dr. Brad episode. I definitely learned a a bunch. I learned that my Lego collection might be a museum, which is actually kind of (laughs) cool. 
Um, and of course, Shane, Shake and Shaner, he's always he's, he's he's always a lot of fun. So I definitely appreciate. Am I missing someone? Is that no? Everyone? That was All that right, was cool. everyone. We had uh, because we had, if we're missing someone, that fuck that one sucked. He did not leave an impression on me at all. So. <laughs> Right now we are in, as Matt said, the beautiful city of Philadelphia, which is my sort of my home stomping ground. I yeah. lived in Philly for a number of years, and now I live about an hour outside of the city in the in the country. I know you've been to Philadelphia previously, but this Very is briefly. probably your most substantive adventure here. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And I picked a great time to come. The weather's been very cooperative. And I will I will say that as a as a lover of Philadelphia and a famous Philadelphia lover, oh. uh, there is no wrong time to come in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, we, we, we went out and hit the town on Tuesday night. We had what I could only describe oh, yeah. as a series of surreal experiences. Yeah, kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't want to blame everything on the drugs. They definitely played a factor. Oh, they, they definitely were played super, a factor. I like, mean, to be clear, we're talking about weed, so yeah, and alcohol. It, those are the extent of the drugs. Yeah, we, like we, all we I'm saying is that if the cast of these events were up for an Oscar, they would be, drugs would be a best supporting actor. On the Mount Rushmore of a surreal evening, weeds like where Teddy Roosevelt is, alcohol is where Abe Lincoln is, <laughs> and then you just have our weird quirky-ass personalities for the other for the other, other guys, so. So it starts off, we decided to pop into the Continental Midtown. That's right. For a quick cocktail. And I, I've been to the Continental a few times before. It's got a very classy name, but we should have known before we stepped in the Dolly-esque nightmare that we were walking into uh, based on the giant 3D olive with a toothpick through it. That, it's like that Jimmy Buffett designed it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, and so you walk in there, and is it a diner? I was getting some diner vibes a little no, bit. No, no, no. It's a proper restaurant. Okay. It kind of is weird. Yeah, so they've got a couple different bars. So the downstairs, they have a downstairs bar, an upstairs bar, and a rooftop bar. And I was okay. hoping for the rooftop bar because the yeah. weather was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. But it's closed, I, I don't know, probably COVID. Everything's yeah, close the outdoor space during COVID. What's <laughs> the, that's a smart thing to do. We'll have, oh. them, we'll have them huddle around the first floor bar. Naturally, we both order a drink. And, of course, the bartender fucks both of them up. Yeah, I don't know how because... The drinks they they have a they have a pretty short drink list. We didn't order off menu or anything. Yeah, I ordered something called a personality disorder, <laughs> which was a split based tequila gin cocktail garnished with uh, pecan. Yeah, pecan and pecan bitters and, yeah. a, and a maraschino cherry. Yeah, and Matt ordered. I ordered a froze. And they had two frozen drinks on, and they had maybe six cocktails. So I looked and I'm like, well, she's she's certainly not making my drink yeah. right now because she has just poured pineapple juice into that cup and my drink does not have pineapple so juice. So when she passed it your way. <laughs> yeah, much, to, much, to my, much to my surprise, yeah. she hands me that drink. And yes, it is properly garnished, but she has clearly made another drink on their menu called The Vacancy. And then, perhaps realizing her mistake too late, decided to just go forward with the uh, pecan garnish. Yeah, she took one look at you. She's like, he's not going to fucking know what the difference is. Yeah. Uh, I was, How wrong she was. I was, I was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. She should have known that I was, I was there to get fucking drunk. Yeah, and I ordered a frosé, and they ended up giving me the other frozen cocktail they have. But honestly, I'm not mad about it. It was pretty no, good. No, I, I, I was actually eyeballing that cocktail, yeah. and it sounded better than the frosé, in my opinion. And yeah. I think so. The the bartender fucks up both of our drinks. That is, it's rare when the bartender screws up one drink at a nice bar. Two times, it's like being it's like winning the lottery. It's like being struck by light. Yeah. So that was the first fucking thing that happened. But the second thing that happened, you experienced, is a little more wilder. a little more entertaining. Yeah, like this place is full blown surrealistic nightmare. 
like a like Dolly's we're, panic. We're, yeah, we're, we're standing at the bar, and I said, oh, man, I've got, I've got to go to the bathroom. So I look around, and there's a sign that says, bathroom's this way. You know, facing the bar, it's on, it's on a hallway on the right side of the bar. So I follow the sign to the bathroom. I walk down a long hallway. I get to the end. There's an elevator, and it says, bathroom's on basement level. And an employee sa- uh, stops me and says, hey, are you looking for the restroom? I said, yeah, actually, I am. Is it what, are you a cop? <laughs> <laughs> You're writing a fucking book? <laughs> and she, she says, hey, hold on. It's, it's up there, and she points me back down the hallway that I just came. She's like, okay, just follow me. I'll show you. So we walk back out to the bar area. On the opposite side of the bar area, there's a doorway. And she says, that's the stairwell down to the bathrooms. I walk over there, and... Sure enough, there's a stairwell going down into what could only be described as a troll cave. It is not lit. It's well, not yeah. in the colloquial sense. It, in, not, in the literal sense, it was not lit. In the colloquial sense, it might have been a little lit, you know? It was dim AF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I get down there and I'm just in, I'm standing at the bottom of these stairs and I'm looking around. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I, I was a little bit stoned, but there's two unmarked white doors and one unmarked black door. And this is like the Monty Hall. Uh, yeah, it's the Monty Hall again. problem. One, all there, there are, again. There's a goat behind two of them. <laughs> one and behind the third one, you can take a piss. So yeah. let's talk. <laughs> the the doors have like small dark circles on them, and when I get really close to the circles, I see because it's it's so dark it's, I yeah, can't read it. Yeah, uh, one of the circles has uh, uh, the shapely figure of a woman, and the other circle has an M. I was in this case, I decided that I was probably an M. Yeah. I open the door to the bathroom and I see there's blue stalls and then there's a bead curtain between me and two urinals. Like you're going to like the nudie section, porn section of a, of a videotape store. Yeah. It's separated by like the beads. Yeah. And somehow it's even, it, it manages to be even darker down here because all of the walls are painted black <laughs> in addition to the dim lighting. And then behind the, 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 the nearly diaphanous veil of beads jigsaw <laughs> do you want to take a piss right now <laughs> no but there is a there is a burly man he's probably about i saw him he's my, huge yeah he's my, well i wouldn't say he's huge he wasn't like buff or anything but he's no, a big I, dude he, i wouldn't say he's buff either but he was sorry i'm not i'm not i'm not here to fat shame service workers in, <laughs> Philly, in the city of brotherly love he was a large american i'll put it that he was oh, a large american yeah yeah uh so i i get down there and you know he's dressed all in black in this nearly black bathroom so my, my first thought is, you know, I walk in here, I think, oh, okay, well, that's a weird place for the bathroom attendant. Because, you know, you go into Wait, some Wait, why the fuck does this place have a bathroom attendant? Too. I don't know. A lot of places have bathroom attendants when you go to the cities. They make sure you're not doing like, coke in the fucking you bathroom. You know, like on a, you know. what time was it? Like 5 o'clock, 5.30 on yeah, a Tuesday? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. 5.30 on a Tuesday, you might have, you know, a, a bathroom attendant just down there making sure nobody's causing any trouble. But he is in the six foot by four foot space dedicated to two urinals. And I've really got to pee. I take one look at this guy and I'm like, this is fucking weird. I am yeah. not taking a piss three feet away from this guy. <laughs> like, and three feet is being generous. And, and he's facing the urinal that I would be using. So it's just a guy down there hanging out. So in I, the shadows. And so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and use a stall. So I go into the stall and I hear the door open at some point, And then I hear what could only be described as the sound of somebody hefting a sock full of quarters behind it's me. It's like he's about to knock you the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah. holy shit. I'm about to get robbed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is he doing back there? Again, you're stoned. This is yeah. this is so you're so the little the paranoia is coming in a little bit here now at this a point. Little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I realize I've I've you know 
sprinkled a little bit. So I, 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 oh, I, I take down the toilet. You are middle age. Are you over, are you over 40 now? No, I'm not over All right, 40 not yet. yet. But I, right. so I grab some toilet paper. I wipe the rim down because I don't want to be like held physically. Like I don't want to be punished for, for, for soiling the bathroom. Like I don't know what this guy's role here is because I don't see any mints on the. Uh, they got you pissed on, on the fucking seat. <laughs> now you got to lick it up, you piece of shit. <laughs> like this bathroom, so, this bathroom's so clean. It's a real possibility that this man is there to enforce certain hygiene habits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I finished cleaning the toilet seat nervously. I stand up and I walk back out to wash my hands. The guy is gone. The sound that I was thinking sounded like quarters, like clinking in a sock. The beads are metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're just paranoid there. You know, it's just like, oh shit. So you heard, you must have heard it for a little bit, and then it, and then it went away. You're like, oh, is he like? No, it was still there. Was still clacking oh, when I came you, out. Gotcha, yeah, because gotcha. they're still waving. Okay, but yeah. So then I go upstairs and I tell Matt this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's just fucking mind blowing. This is very funny. So yeah. we, we finished our drinks, which by the way were delicious. Yeah, even though they were wrong, I would. They yeah. tasted right. They t- yeah, there you go. Yeah, they were they were delicious. I had a frozen cocktail. How could how could you go wrong in the summer in the frozen cocktail? Um, yeah, so that was really, that was kind of a crazy experience you and I both had at this other bar, and yeah. then we walked to and we didn't want to roll the we didn't want to roll the dice on a second round there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's get let's get the fuck out of there. So we went to the park. Uh, yeah, so we ended up at Rittenhouse Square, which is right in Center City, Philadelphia. It's kind of the rich neighborhood. We saw um, this woman out here had a microphone, and she was kind of doing stand up, right? Right? Yeah. And um, she was good. She was an art teacher. She's like, I don't have a degree. I'm just like stoned around your kids. I thought it was pretty funny. I was like, yeah, like, what else? Is, what, what other requirements should there be to be a art teacher? Like, you Nothing. know, yeah. So like, pass a criminal all background. All the art teachers out there who are probably super fucking pissed right now. But yeah, like you, know. you haven't been convicted of a violent crime and you're only doing the soft drugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this woman's doing stand up and she says, um, are there any veterans here? And of course, I was like, "Woo!" I raised my hand up. I, I stayed very. Quiet. I know you did. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh. and then she's like, "Oh, she's like, are you a proud veteran?" And then I was like, "Eh," <laughs> you know. And then she's like, "Do you?" She's like, "Do you want to come up and speak about it?" And I, she said, "Speak on speak it," which, on t- which it. tells yeah, you that me. this is this is a high stakes emotional political situation. Yeah, she's, she's very political, right? So she was probably expecting me to come up and tell the horror stories about how I, you know, fucked up and like there's I'm still messed up and I hate the United States, which is not which is not entirely untrue except for the hating the United States yeah, part. Yeah, you just you don't hate the United States, just no. the people who live there. Yeah, most of the people who live there. Um, just the people who sent me to to fight and die in unjust unjust war. Even those people aren't seeming quite as bad in hindsight. Yeah, but she didn't realize the person she was inviting up not only had a podcast but had very recently done stand up comedy. So I proceed to give them the tightest 90 seconds I had. <laughs> and, I, and I told them the story about, uh, you know, when I had special forces called in on my erection, you know. Um, uh, that is episode 27, uh, the Gordian Forget-Me-Not. And it is, uh, it is a banger if you haven't listened to that one, right? And so I tell that story and people are laughing, people clap. Yeah. And, she, you know, I, t- I give the microphone back to her and she was totally like not expecting to fucking. I was like, what's the deal with airplane food, right? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> She 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 definitely enjoyed herself. Yeah, um, as everyone else did in the yeah in the park. yeah. It was it was it was good humor. I mean, what the fuck else are you doing at six o'clock in, in a park on a Tuesday? And, and somebody's set up we were, a loudspeaker. We were stoned, and a bartender just fucked up my drink. I am primed <laughs> to tell the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that you crushed it. In Thank that, you. 
in in the way that only a privileged white man can <laughs> when wandering through the city and engaged by leftist politics. She's actually a black woman too, so and I took the microphone black, from a black, black woman to crack jokes. You, t- you did take the from a black LGBTQ person. Yes, right. Yep. I assume she was asking she was for talking, more. She was talking she, a lot about it. Yeah, she said she she wanted to see more lesbian bars, and maybe it's an aesthetic thing. But I, I I got the I got the impression from the way she was talking about it that she was in fact a lesbian. Yeah. I, I, I took I took that away. She well. was more than she was more than a mere advocate. She was not only the president of the Bill More Lesbian she, she Bar, a, she's also a member. I was all, I was just about to make that joke. It was right there. Yeah. Yeah. So then after I give them the, the tightest 90 second I had, people laughed, people clapped, you know, some people cried. Um, and we got the hell out of there. Anyway, so it was it was a good time, but having had the weird experience at the one bar and then just stumbling and doing stand up in the park. Kind of, I was like, man, Philly's a trip, dude. Yeah, like, we, that was a banger of a start there. Yeah. So, we're taking it easy for this first week back. Yeah, uh, my first not, week back. I'm yeah. not going to take you to the mat today, Matt. Oh, thank you. This is coming from r slash ask Reddit. It was posted by user Saxon with two N's underscore 88. Um, and they write, the people in the hotel room next to you are having really loud, obnoxious sex. How do you ruin the mood? Um, well, my first inclination as I would order room service for them, I'd just be like, yeah, just come to room 208 and quick, come quickly. Um, <laughs> come quickly. Because <laughs> I'm gonna, you know. Um, I feel like um, if you're, how to, how to ruin the mood. First of all, why do you ruin the mood of people who are banging? Because it's too loud? I think it's kind of being the dick. I've been in a, I've been in a hotel rooms before where people are having very loud sex. And you know what I do? I put on my headphones you know, after I've already jerked off, yeah. I put on my headphones, you know, and I, I, go, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to yuck anyone else's yum, you know? Yeah. Well, that's just it though, Matt. If you put on your noise canceling headphones, what if, my what bows. if you, what if you start interrupting their sex with your loud masturbation? I feel like, oh, you know what you could do? I don't know. It would be like hook up, uh, your fucking microphone to their Bluetooth speakers and just like talk to like, like give them some direction if possible. Like, oh yeah, go ahead and move to the left there. <laughs> you know, people, what the fuck? That would ruin the mood. That would ruin mood. You know, you know what else you could do to ruin the mood? You could set up a whole bunch of audio recording equipment and host a podcast. That's not going to ruin the mood until much later. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> trust me, if two people were doing it right now on this couch next to us. Oh, you mean in the room? You mean go into the room? Oh, well, no, I mean on the other side of the room, like on the other side of the wall, just loudly podcast and laugh at each other's jokes. I mean, you could just always knock on the door, bang on the wall. What What's the scenario here? Like, you, both people are in a hotel. What if you're on, like, a family vacation your parents are in the next room? So... Yeah. Or, or yeah, or an aunt and an uncle. Man. Ugh. Now, now, aren't you obligated to ruin the mood in some way? No. You just put on your headphones and leave? You go down to the pool? Yeah, I'd go to go to a fucking go to the bar, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, if 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 you're sharing a wall with loved ones, then you you just got to get to a safe space because that is no longer a safe. Yeah, space. Yeah, and you know what? For most of human history, sex was not a private thing because everybody lived, you know, on top of each other. Well, not just on top of each other, but in like tents. But inside each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, the idea of having a private uh, a private soundproof place to have sex. Uh, privacy in the in the hunter gatherer days was like under a bear pelt in the same tent as the rest of your family. <laughs> yeah. 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 Back when people had like 44 kids and shit like that. Well, yeah, but they only, they only 20 of them were going to make it through the winter. So you need to have a I bunch think of you, them. I, I think you have just dropped the infant mortality rate considerably in prehistoric <laughs> times. <laughs> I would have a hard time trying to ruin someone's mood in this situation. Trying to, I, I just feel like let them have the moment, you know, 
Yeah, even if their sex is loud and obnoxious, obnoxious is in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. They are having a blast. Yeah, well, yeah. I think they're just like, like clowns and they just have like loud horns and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that'd be obnoxious, right? Like <laughs> and then you, you're having clown you're, sex. You're, then you're out there in the hallway and just like 30 dudes pile by. <laughs> Turns out it was a whole clown orgy. You had no idea. Oh, God. <laughs> There's like a guy. He's got like the barrel with the suspenders on it. And he's like adjusting it as yeah. he comes out. <laughs> uh, snapping them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that'd be obnoxious. <laughs> that'd, be pretty, that'd be pretty obnoxious. But no, if it, uh, here's the thing. Like, what's, what's the purpose here? Like, the idea here is like, how do you ruin the mood? You're trying to stop the sex. You're trying to stop the sex. Yeah. So maybe maybe you have to lean the other way. Like, maybe you're, if your natural instinct is to ruin somebody else's day, yeah. that's the wrong instinct to have. What you need to do... Is you need to just get involved. Oh, well, that does. That sounds like it's going to ruin the mood as well. Yeah, like if you just start moaning softly on the other side <laughs> of the wall, just saying, "Oh, that's so hot." Oh, God, God, keep go it like through that. Like an AC vent. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, or, or, or that that door that's like a false door. And, and then know? when they finish, you know, it's only polite to applaud. Oh, that would be that would ruin the mood. Is if you applaud, like it's a fucking show. But you Shamu wait till you you yeah, wait till they're yeah, finished. Of course, yeah, yeah, because you want to enjoy the art. Yeah, yeah. You're just like woo. You just slow clap. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, a vigorous, vigorous. Like, how vigorous do you have to? Like, I feel well. For, for me, I go like this really quick, and then afterwards, I go like this. <laughs> this is terrible audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're not even doing it in the microphone. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, someone, someone's getting their cheeks cheeks clapped there. No, you know, um, turning on the TV to fucking Fox News and blasting it—that would ruin the fucking uh, mood. No, I, I don't want to ruin the mood. We're past that. You and I yeah. are both. We're this is a pro-sex podcast. Yeah. If you guys want to have sex uh, in a room next to us, um, just hit, hit us up. We'll have a, we will you know record a podcast. We'll even let you pay us to do it. Um, now it's getting like kind of like a sex worky real quick. I, I I don't mind. Legalize. It's like we're working during their sex, but yeah, yeah we we would we would absolutely work while you worker. have sex. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, if you, if you think about it, like anybody who's been next to an office where somebody is having like illicit daytime sex, which I know does happen thanks to internet. It happens like on Sex in the City, like on HBO. Well, yeah, it's like internet pornography, though. There are definitely people out there making sex sex content for the internet yeah. in their place of work. That's fucking rolling the dice right there, man. It is rolling the dice, but if you think about it, everybody who's like, like everybody there's a lot of horny nurses out there. Yeah. If you go to Pornhub.com, thanks for the sponsorship, and you type in horny nurses, and you will find tons of horny nurses. Um, we're talking about sex at work. Um, would you believe that a survey, found, multiple surveys, have found that nearly 40% of people report masturbating in the workplace? Like in, like in the bathroom, I'm sure. I hope well, nobody even right? nobody even asked me. I just feel like what are the potential benefits of workplace masturbation? Stress management, just looking to make you feel a little better. Okay. Uh, mood enhancement. You know, you get that moment of post nut clarity. Maybe if you're like got to make a big decision about something, rub one out, and then you're like, boom, it's fucking Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I always feel better about Steve after I masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the Steves so out there. Why, why have you so, masturbated at work in the past, Matt? Why, had, why are you part I, of the 40%? You know, well, I was in the army. So, I mean, I definitely... I mean, you are a soldier 24-7. Yeah. I mean, especially at 120 degree heat at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday in fucking Balad. Yeah. Right? There you but, are. You know, there you are in the 
Porter John, which is 170 degrees. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's like a sauna. It's like jerking off in a sauna. But I'll tell you what, it's you've dangerous. never, you've never been so eager to finish in your life. Like you're not, you're, you're not in there. <laughs> you're not there trying to impress anyone. Yeah, you're you not, know? you're not, yeah, you're not in yeah. there savoring the moment. You're trying you to know. get in and out before you pass. I out. need that post not clarity. I gotta make, <laughs> I gotta make a hiring decision real quick. Yeah, yeah. No, um, my boss listens to the podcast, so I don't, I don't want to talk about masturbating in the workplace. I definitely <laughs> do not masturbate in the workplace anymore. At, have you ever in any workplace? Oh yeah, All right. yeah, absolutely. Is, outside the army? No, I'm not an animal. <laughs> I'm not gonna admit to that on the internet. When you're yeah. in the when you're in the army, you're living in a cage. Yeah, I was. I went to warrior warrior leaders course WLC, uh-huh. like the course you have to go to to become a sergeant, right? Yeah. I, with a Black Hawk like crew chief, and he's like, I actually jerked off on a Black Hawk before. I was like, <laughs> was it flying? He's like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, you win. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was attending the Defense Language Institute in beautiful Monterey, California, and taking six to seven hours a day of Korean language courses. So if you can imagine, that post-nut clarity comes in real handy Right around hour five on a Thursday after you've been after the first four days of it's class. It's like natural five hour energy. That's what that's what gets you through the last day and a half before you hit the weekend. That was like educational masturbating, and that frees you up for the weekend for all your recreational yeah. masturbating. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, the way you ask to go masturbate in the bathroom in Korean is Juseo. <laughs> 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 means please give me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know a little bit of Korean because I hung out with you and other Korean linguists. But yeah. Uh, you can say uh which means I, I would like to go to the bathroom. Just give the line of how you ask for the bathroom because yep. the, the, it's implied if I'm asking to go to the bathroom, I'm gonna jerk off. It's right? a 50-50 thing. You don't you don't clarify why you're going to the bathroom. You don't tell people, hey, I'm gonna like they know what you were doing in there because well, no, they so they they assume what you're doing in there. That, that, like if you're gone if, if you're gone for that uh, for the full ten minutes, they're going to assume that you were pooping. Yeah. In which case, you know, you got to go back and do a, a, a post poop shame shame walk of shame. Okay. You have to do a post poop walk of shame. A pope a post poop promenade, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think you had a topic for today too. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. Almost forgot how the show works. Yeah. So this is this comes from uh, no stupid questions. A place on the internet we have become in love with at least i have i uh, fell in love with no stupid questions at first sight yeah oh, it didn't okay. even there wasn't even a gradient in which like we didn't we didn't go from like making eyes to liking each <laughs> other to having those that moment of attraction our faces hovering mere inches from each other before we kiss i was just in love immediately like we have like five we have like five kids grandkids uh, we're holding hands in a bathtub in a cialis commercial like we're ready to go like a disney princess <laughs> Yeah. So, um, see, when the moment's ready. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, um, this, this fucking topic comes from user burst capillaries. So, all right. (laughs) And the question is if humans are carnivores, why do we need to cook meat first when other carnivores can just eat fresh meat off their prey on the spot? So first thing we have to dispel here is that humans are not carnivores. Okay. We, we are omnivores. Well, I, I would say that the, the biggest reason that I can think of is so that we can distinguish between friend and foe. Because prey you definitely eat, but like human beings, because of our complex sexual natures, if you're going down on somebody, there needs to be a difference between having having sexy time and having lunch. Yeah. 
Well, like you can eat an a- you, you can eat an ass, but you need to stop before you break skin. Yeah. Oh God. Well, I mean, no. that's that's a that's a whole yeah. other anyway, internet. That's, not, a, that's a different podcast. Well, let's Matt. get off the sex topic. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was ready to get I off. I was already getting off of that the sex topic. You know. I was. <laughs> I was. Know, all, well, well, I was going to go to the bathroom real quick. Was it? Did you say yo? Was it? How do we say it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, first of all, cooking, the cooking meat and cooking food in general has had profound evolutionary effects because it actually increases food efficiency, yeah. right? Which allows the human, our early human ancestors to spend less time foraging, chewing, and digesting, right? Essentially, cooking food is acting as a pre-digestion process yeah. because you're breaking down the material into more easily digestible components. So, uh, you know, Homo erectus developed a smaller, more efficient digestive tract. It freed up the energy to enable larger growth. And like in two million years, like one of the one of in human evolution, one of like the biggest mysteries is um, the human brain essentially doubled in size in like two million years, which is lightning fast speed. And so if you don't believe in divine intervention, how do you explain that? And it's kind of a mystery, but I think cooking frees up your body to do other things. Like yeah. maybe maybe you don't need an appendix anymore, right? You know, and and so if you, and of course, if you have a bigger brain, you're going to have an evolutionary advantage. If you have an evolutionary advantage, you're survival of the fittest and the rest is history. Right? Yeah. And I, I think the other thing to keep in mind is, um, diet makes a huge difference in like your actual physical potential. So if you look yeah. at the average height of people in, uh, like say China or Korea people, and for that, for that matter, Europe, uh, it happened, it hit earlier in Europe because it's more calorically dense food, uh, when you compare like rice versus wheat yeah, yeah, as, yeah. Your, as your, as your primary cereal staple. But once we introduce McDonald's into some of these countries, <laughs> people start getting bigger. Like there's just so they're they're so so calorically dense that so much sugar. Yeah, yeah. People people just get bigger on yeah. a Western diet. Yeah. Um. So I think also, which isn't know, to say that a Western diet is better. Um, <laughs> uh, so raw meat also contains harmful bacteria. Right. You got Salmonella, Listeria, um, E. coli that can cause food poisoning. So these bacteria are destroyed when meat is correctly cooked. So it's also a way of making sure we don't get sick. And plenty of wild animals out there get sick in the wild when they eat fucking raw meat. Oh, yeah. You know? uh, there's a uh, beloved barn cat that lived outside of my house. I, I, I'm loath. This is just... the cat that you didn't fucking tell the owner that it was dead. You just buried it and didn't tell anyone. Like a fucking serial killer. I remember this. Yeah. You dick. Now you're bringing up, you're bringing up, quit bringing the dead cat into the situation. The cat came back. Uh, he's one of his nine lives. It was the eighth life. <laughs> thank, thank God. Well, I saw what happened after its ninth life and it wasn't pretty. It yeah. ended up dead under a bush. Wow. Uh, don't tell my kids. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hope, hope they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> they will not listen to this podcast for not at least yet. another six years. And then uh, they will look at it and say, oh, my dad made that podcast pass yeah like yeah. I, like yeah you're right yeah. like we'd have to be in a serious situation like this might be something like after after i'm long gone they're in their mid 40s <laughs> they might they might dig up those archives and start looking through and go oh wow you know like we look at like old black and white photos or home videos now yeah except that it'll be uh dad talking about eating ass oh, okay well you know. and, and getting stoned in philly yeah honestly um sounds like a cool dad to me i know he does sound like a cool dad What's, um, what, what are these kids thinking um so these animals, uh, they have special stomach acids and enzymes that break down bacteria, right? Um, the immune system of animals evolved very differently from ours, right? We humans have evolved to eat cooked food, um, but these beasts in the wild, you know, they, to- they they can tolerate 
otherwise harmful bacteria and parasites because their immune systems are better. Also, too, one thing to consider is when like a lion is on the savanna eating a gazelle, they're eating fresh fucking meat. Humans do not eat that fresh of food of meat that get, that gets killed immediately, right? There's like an aging process sometimes. You, you know, you got to process it. You got to go to the grocery store. So this is more likely to have harmful bacteria and other, um, you know, paras- other fucking things in there that can kill you. Yeah. So you cook it to cook that shit out, right? Uh, well, yes and no. So even, you know, in spite of all the negative press surrounding factory farms and things like that, our livestock is probably healthier now than it ever has been in ancient times because we know the science of taking care of animals. While folkways are are wonderful, like I don't know if you've seen like a cow in a third world country, a lot of times they look skinny and emaciated. And it's not necessarily because they don't have enough food. It's because they're processing nutrients more inefficiently because of parasites and, and other nasty stuff. So we have the technology to avoid a lot of that stuff. Like even the idea of eating raw chicken, you can get sick from eating raw chicken. Absolutely. But well, you also might not get sick from eating raw chicken. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's every time you, you every, roll the dice there. Yeah. Every time, especially like the, the most, honestly, probably the most dangerous thing to eat these days, uh, raw chicken, because factory, factory farm conditions aren't wonderful yeah, for, uh, for spreading and controlling diseases. Yeah. However, next to raw chicken, I, I would say shellfish are oh. probably the the biggest the biggest crapshoot, especially if you're doing like raw oysters or something like that. Uh, because you can you could still get very sick even from a factory farmed oyster because they're still produced in the open ocean. Uh, and I'm no. sure they do batch testing. And there's a lot of things. plastic and trash in the fucking ocean now. Uh, so. I mean, that's not helping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, when we, when we think about other large carnivore, or when we think of large carnivorous mammals, you know, lions, cheetahs, tigers, and other, other, you know, meat eating animals. Um, they cannot cook or store their meat. Right. So as a survival mechanism, they eat it as soon as they kill it. Yeah. Right. So, so there's that humans have adapted to our environment over thousands of years and we've devised ways, you know, to store food, to prevent sickness that would otherwise wipe out our species. So I think just having, you know, the, the ability to store and make food and, and, you know, we, we can delay off, the natural decomposition of meat far enough where, you know, we're not going to get sick by eating it. But I think we've answered the question of why do we need quote need to, and honestly, some meat you don't need to cook, right? Sushi. Yeah. Right. I have very high quality beef, like carpaccio or tartare. Right. Um, it all, it all depends on where you're getting your food from. Yeah. You know, I've, I've spent yeah. a lot of time in restaurants and I was involved in uh, food ordering and setting menus. And there, you know, there are companies that, I would eat raw beef from like ground beef. Yeah. Wow. You know, yeah. Tartar. Yeah. So for one of the restaurants, we were purchasing locally produced Pennsylvania, uh, grass fed ground beef. And, you know, you get a fresh delivery. You can, you could pluck a bit of that out and just yeah. and eat it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about this before cannibal. What is it? Cannibal sandwiches. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, from, from Matt's home state of Wisconsin. It's a tradition. Like it's a literal raw ground beef sandwich. There's a there's a lot of raw beef in Wisconsin. As a child, I had tartare. Yeah. You know, it's it's everywhere in Wisconsin. Um, but I think we've I think we fully answered this question. I think it's interesting. Um, and I've actually had this I've had that thought independently too. Like, you know, you, I'm watching National Geographic. You know, high as a kite. 
which is the best time to watch National Geographic if you haven't done it's it. It's also yet. Matt's natural state. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, it was the weekend, right? I <laughs> so you know, I'm like, how the fuck is this lion just chow down on this gazelle and not get sick? So it, you know, it's a good question. Burst capillaries, but I hope you didn't burst your capillaries thinking about this one. So yeah, which uh, you know, this is a little bit late in Pride Month for us to do the corporate rainbow thing. Yeah, um, you know where we where we co-opt the struggle of LGBTQI individuals to enhance our own brand image. But yeah. now's the now's the time because I do have a question from R slash too afraid to ask. This is posted by user professional bed one eighty five. He says, "I am a straight man. Okay. However, I find it easier to hang out and speak with gay men without sounding stupid. Is there a term for this?" And he he does offer some clarification. He says he's not gay. He has a female partner. Yeah, you can tell he's not gay because he's really go. He's like, I'm straight and I'm not gay. He says I'm a straight man and yeah. I'm not gay. Yeah. Uh, but he and he considers himself to be an ally. Okay, that's uh, very nice of him. All right. So he finds it easier and more enjoyable to hang out with gay men. Okay. And is there a term for that? There have been a lot of terms floated over the course of the years. Um, I I have I have one that yeah, came right in my mind. What, what do you got? Bromosexual is what they're called. A bromosexual? Yeah, a straight man with a gay man friend. I have a really good friend of mine who happens to be gay. Shout out to Nathan. Um, he's, you know, I hang out with him when I every time I go to North Carolina. You know, he just happens. He's also what's known as a gold star gay. You know what that means? Uh, that means he had a, he was having sex with somebody who died in the war Whoa. overseas. No, um, he has never been with a woman. As, opposed, he's as only opposed to been, a gold star family. A gold star gay is a guy who's never had sex with a woman. Okay. So, yeah, so he's a gold star gay. But, um, you know, I think I, I think people have, have called our friendship bromosexual. I think there's a less politically correct term that maybe I shouldn't use, but call. But that's that's not a straight man, though. That's, that's, that, a that's woman. typically straight women who have. I think to be gender neutral. I, I think I think, it's 2022. Could be any gender. <laughs> I, I gotta stop saying on this on this fucking podcast because I'm gonna get canceled during Pride. Welcome month. for our Pride Month segment, yeah. where Matt just says the fucking where we where we the just, other f word where we, where, times. where we where we just absolutely crash this motherfucker into the ocean. <laughs> uh, um, what about a friend of Dorothy? Right, like a friend of a friend of a Dorothy. A friend of Dorothy is a name is a name for a gay man. An acquaintance of Dorothy. And yeah, uh, like I don't know Dorothy personally, but I'm a, but I, but I know somebody who knows Dorothy. But I'm familiar. Yeah. I'm familiar with her work, and I like it. Honestly, good on this guy. You know, I think a lot of straight men, particularly younger straight men, would not be interested in, in having friendships with gay men. I think that I, I think that's maybe a generational thing. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's an age thing. You know, yeah. and I was commenting on. Uh, a, a post on Reddit the other day and they were discussing, you know, the, the whole thing with like uh, the Republican Party is losing its mind about teaching sexuality in schools. But I, I, was, I, was, I found myself on, in, this, in this discussion. I was just like, look, it's not, they're not teaching, they're not sexualizing stuff. They're teaching things that are going to make your children functioning members of society. Yeah. Because making them aware that there are these that there are different relationships and, and different ways that people live their lives. Yeah. And different identities, different yeah. sexual orientations. Yeah. And it's why representation is so important in yes. media because it, it's not about excluding or changing the face of America. America's face has already changed. Every, every wave of immigration, every change that we make to our, our, our underlying social structure towards inclusivity and equality 
changes our national character. America's national character is not a concrete, immovable thing. Right. No matter what the Republican senators want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah despite their best efforts. And, yeah. and that's that's one thing that there's there's a lot of doom and gloom in our society yeah. about the direction of the economy and the working class and politics. And our democracy and everything. Yeah, and climate just, and our climate. Yeah, there's a lot to be... A lot of existential questions. There's, there's a lot to be really seriously concerned with and worried about. But I, I've got to say that the treatment of uh, the LGBTQI community since we were kids has changed so radically. Yes. To the point where we have the where we have the beautiful opportunity to see Coca-Cola debase itself before the altar of homosexuality in a way that makes them so much more money. Right right before they donate $90,000 to like fucking Steve King's re-election <laughs> campaign. I mean, I mean, he's a he's one of the Steve King was one of the worst. Is he still in Congress? He no, was, no, he he got he got he got, got 86. Right. He got 86 before Donald Trump made it cool to be He was awful. like a uh, like a, the closest thing to a legit neo-Nazi like in in the in, in this, Iowa congressman. Look him up. Uh, not as cool as Stephen King way less cool actually this isn't this isn't something and you know it, good on this person for being an ally but honestly don't worry about it yeah the the yeah. the sooner we eliminate labels that separate people like it, it, it's important to recognize people who are being who are being marginalized in our civilization however we as allies don't need special badges yeah you're right. I believe this man, this user, is probably a little younger, and he's getting ribbed on by like less uh, enlightened people who are like, "Oh, what are you gay? Because you're hanging out with your gay friends." Yeah. And it's like, "No, I'm just hanging out with people that I like." If there's if there's any relationship in my life that I don't need a special term to describe, it's the relationship I have with Rick Reynolds. Thank you so much, Rick Reynolds, for the use of the song "United" from the album "Portals in Progress," which you can find on Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. You can find Rick at Rick Reynolds on Instagram, and yeah, we're on Instagram too. We're also on other social media. We're RickerPod on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I already said I already said Instagram. We're getting our LinkedIn started. No, I'm just kidding. Well, welcome, welcome back, Matt. That was a that was a that was a that rough was landing. like a phone that one in there. <laughs> I'm like reading from a script super fast. Yeah. You have to change his name to Rusty. Um, yeah, oh God. Rusty Saintsing. <laughs> Give him the old Rusty Saintsing. Um, yeah. Well, should I do it again? Should yeah. I do it? Okay. No, yeah, fuck I'm, it. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you messed up because yeah. you've been gone. It'll you, make you seem a lot better this yeah. episode for no, sure. No, no. I'm you, just kidding. You, you, you're coming in. You're a little, you're little rough around the edges. And that's. I think that's Get what our sweet. audience wants to see. Our yeah, audience they, wants to see Raw Matt. They, oh, okay. Well, they're going to have to pay extra for that. But, well, yeah. Monday, ni- Monday Night Raw Matt. Monday Night Raw Matt. <laughs> that's, that's when he puts on his underwear and wrestles with other men. There's not a word for it because he's straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. Uh, if in between now Mm-mm. and the next time. Oh, okay. We have a Gmail. Send us your fucking shit. Send us your uh, questions, grapes, complaints, your names for a straight man that, ha- that has a relationship with, with a gay man. Do you have a term for it? Um, unless it's a hateful term, we don't want to see it. No. Uh, but but if you do send us those hateful terms, that will at least highlight a, an email that we should block and maybe put on blast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we're not gonna, your, at your own risk. It, we we will we will walk that fine line between advertising you and putting you on blast. Yeah, 
Like we're not going to link your Twitter account, but we will call you out by your by your by your first last your first middle whatever last. whatever your dot Gmail is. We'll, well call we'll, you out. We'll on call that. you out by your first middle and last name and your home address. Your, we'll, we'll dox you essentially. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. that's what we're going to do. We're going to yeah. dox you. Uh, you can also find us on the Cast Junkie Discord server. We have a channel there where you can interact with me and Matt. Sometimes he he does have a Discord account. I'm told. I have a de jour one, not de facto. <laughs> uh, talk about rough around the edges. We need to knock the dust off of that, you know. But if between now and when next we meet, you find yourself having loud, obnoxious sex in a hotel room with a group of men that you are not attracted to, and you're wondering what you call that, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart, and it won't change. Oh